got a fever. And the only prescription is more This yo, yo. is the Cigar Authority. It's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. The Authority. Like Kobayashi. On everything cigar. The cigar takes time. Yeah. That's the whole key. And out of the cigar industry. It's in the hole. With your host. Hey, D-Man. David Garofalo. Wait, who are you? Julius Caesar? Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. Mr. Jonathan. I know who I am. I'm a dude. Barry Stein. And Chuck Morrison. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time to light them up. Screw it, let's let them do it. It's time. It's a win win for me. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more. May 28, 2016, broadcasting live from the La Four Dominicana Cigar Studios. And today we're live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. It's Memorial Day weekend, and Memorial Day is a federal holiday in the United States remembering the people who died while serving for this country in the armed forces. We'll remember them as we remember old, fallen cigar brands that may be making a big comeback. We'll wonder which brands we'll never see again. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location, and we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com, where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, or podbean.com, where you can set it and forget it. Okay, so Memorial Day weekend, 90 degrees here in sunny Seabrook, New Hampshire. We could see 100 degrees today in Seabrook. Wow. That's the rumor. And Barry is sleeping in a plastic tent <laughs> in the woods of Maine. Yes, I am camping this I don't think <laughs> I don't think what you're going to be doing would be constituting sleeping. There's, I, no. There's, Johnny Walker Blue, the cigars. Yep. You might pass Johnny out. Johnny in the good life. But there's really? bears. Bears. Fox. <laughs> wolves. Fox. I learned you don't poke the bear. Wolverines. There's all kinds of wildlife. This is why I don't camp. All right, so we, we've talked about the FDA, the looming regulations, the deeming regulations that are upon us that we have uh, right now. We're at uh, 71 days and counting before uh, these changes begin. And what you're going to see is new brands trying to get into the market that may or may not ever see the light of day. And you're going to see old brands exiting the market that don't have that date to be grandfathered in to be a cigar. This is one of them. This is Floyd de Lorraine. What do you know about this, Barry? Well, you hear the commercial every week here on the Cigar Authority, and this week the cigar was part of the care package that shipped to 501 of our listeners. The cigar is made in Honduras, and it features a Sumatra wrapper grown in Ecuador. It's rounded out to perfection with a Dominican binder and fillers from Honduras and Nicaragua. Available in four sizes, ranging from 599 to 799 this is the Floyd de Lorraine Natural. Unfortunately, I came up with this brand... I thought in plenty of time, a lot of years ago, it was 2009, seven years ago I came up with this brand. Two years too short, sucker. I thought it was a good idea seven years ago, but the federal government says, no, seven years ago thinking of something and coming out with it is not enough. We're looking for nine. For some odd reason, we have to go back to February 15, 2007. Well, this is obviously the exact same as a cigarette, so that's the reason. I mean, it's... That's what they're saying. It's clearly the same. Which... which is crazy also. If you really think it's that bad, why would you say it's okay if it was 2007? 
The reason is follow the money. They want hundreds of thousands of dollars to be able to put this on the market. And if it was poison and it's going to kill you, you have the right to actually uh, pay to murder, right? If that's the case. There I, is I a price. There There's is a, a price. price. Everybody's got a price. So anyway, Million dollar man. Anyway, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. We will cut our cigar. We will not dig too deep and make it so it's opened up enough so we can get a good draw. If you could put your mouth on a barn and then pull that, take a drawer in, that's what I'm getting right yeah, here. It t- tastes like a barnyard smells. It does. I see that. We are tasting the cigar before we light the cigar. It's the pre-tasting. Brought to you with, by? <laughs> with a, um, yeah, just, a, just a hint of uh, like Vidalia onion. Onion, Vidalia, it's, the flat one. It's a, just a hint of it. I can see that. It's been cooked because it's, it's there. It's, to been, it's been cooked down a little bit. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Reduced. It's not raw. It's been reduced. Yeah. Reduced, caramelized onion. Mm-hmm. All right. You know what you I'm could use before you taste it. I haven't even. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I haven't even lit it because we're going to light it with this thing. This is the Vertigo slider. Vertigo Slider retails for twenty nine ninety nine. although it looks remarkably similar to another lighter that's on the market that buys their lighters from the factory that makes this Vertigo lighter, and they sell theirs for ninety nine ninety nine. This is a third of the price. It's got Less the than a third. flip-out bullet punch that does go past Vertical. It's got three jets and an easy-use single action to turn the flame on. The Vertigo Slider. Nice. $29.99. How do you beat that? You don't. You can't. You don't and you can't. There we go. Sumatra has such a distinct taste that you can you can just tell it's Sumatra as soon as it's lit. I hope the FDA can because we're going to be looking for substantial equivalence. This is a word that's going to stick for a while. This is substantially equivalent to what? And this is what is going to be one of my jobs to try to keep this on the market. Or else it's going to go away. And then I'll have two years to get rid of it, but um, I have to try to prove it's substantially equivalent to something else. You'll have two years to get rid of it as the owner of the brand. Yes. And then wouldn't stores have two years after that to get rid of their stock? No, I, I, yeah. I have two years to get rid of it. Two years to import it. Three years total to sell it. Okay. So that would be one extra year. So we as a store have three years on some of these things. Right. All right. Let me tell you, it goes by fast, though. goes by fast, and man, is this confusing. Yeah. It is a confusing 499-page document. Hey, I got to give... Written in somewhat legalese to make it tough to read. I got to give a quick shout-out to my boy, Big Jim. Big Jim. Who, the last time that we were here, begged for a shout-out on the Cigar Authority. Yeah, so you give it to him early. he's here. Big Jim... Just saying, hey, giving you a shout-out. There we go. Here in Seabrook. <laughs> Come on down. 
Say hi to Big Jim. Because he's big, because he's big, he has to live with Big Jim. And that's when his, did that begin? That's his name. What you, well, six, six I, years old, he became Big Jim. <laughs> I would I would argue it was possibly right at birth. <laughs> really? When the doctor said, "I don't I don't have enough sutures to take care of this problem, man." You ever <laughs> seen Big Jim's brother? He's bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger. <laughs> How does he become Big Jim if his brother's even bigger? Well, his brother's Big Steve. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So our, uh, a big thank you and prayers going out to our fallen troops that obviously can't, can't, can't hear us, but um, uh, they have died for this country, and that's what this weekend is all about. That's what Memorial Day, we memorialize those that have died for our freedoms and rights in this country. And us as cigar smokers are losing our freedom and rights, and, and that goes for other people in other industries too, that this government's got it messed up right now. And this is a time we should think about that because you don't want you, you don't want constitutional things taken away from you because people died so that we can have them. Yep. It just wouldn't be right for them. They died so that we can do it. Now we have to fight so they don't do it. I heard uh, something about paying it forward. You know where that you know that expression paying it yeah. forward. The uh, I'm sorry, paying your respects. Well, where that a little different. It is one, different. One is buying a cup of coffee yeah, yeah. or something. Going through a drive-through. And well, if you, see, if you see someone in uniform, you should buy them a coffee anyways. Okay. You should certainly pay for it. But um, paying your respects, I believe the way the story goes is if you get up to a gravestone of a fallen soldier and there is money on the top of it, the denomination of the coins mean different things. So a penny is somebody that also served. A nickel is someone that served with this person, you, when you get up oh, to a wow. quarter, they were actually there when they died. Oh, my God. And this is how the family members would be able to know Who came that by. Somebody, somebody came by. And, and then the family comes by and takes the money? Apparently, I yeah. don't know. So it, it just doesn't, doesn't stay, stay there. there. And the groundskeepers take it, right? Yeah, someone they, takes it. They do huge this weekend, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So uh, let's give a little FDA update of what's going on and those uh, that listen to the show on a regular basis know, but uh, some of this information is new information because I'm sitting in every week on all kinds of webinars and seminars and um, board meetings and stuff to keep people abreast, us keep abreast of what it is. So I'll share some of this with you. So FDA deeming rules, final rules began May 10th, 2016. I see people saying Cinco de Mayo, but that's when they released it. It would take effect five days later. It's really May 10th. Does that really matter? Well, it's an extra five days. Right, and the 90 days it takes. Right. It gives so us the five extra, extra. Five days. Yes. We'll take it because 90 days ain't a lot of time to do everything we have to do. All cigars are regulated same as cigarettes, so a cigar is the same as cigarettes. All tobacco products are no more OTP, other tobacco products. They are now known as covered tobacco. So everything is covered as tobacco, and that's the way it is. When I say covered tobacco, things that are not tobacco are covered tobacco. So let's take a pipe, for instance. A pipe is now covered tobacco. Yeah, I was shocked to hear that a pipe is going to be regulated by the FDA. Yep, because it's a way that it's, it's made to be used as tobacco as a way to get the tobacco yes. in. They're really going after the vape people, so the optimizers and the coils and all that stuff is covered tobacco also. Yep. This is the reason why they're doing that. Follow the money. The Follow poor the pipe money. guys have been screwed. Oh, bad. They're the worst. They get screwed the worst, I think. So no new products alive on the mar- uh, be allowed onto the market after August 8th this year. That's 71 days from today uh, without authorization from the FDA. 
old product must file with an ingredients list in 71 days, but new product after that day, I'm going to say, will never be in existence. That's going to be a guess. Yes, you can try to make it go through, but I'm going to go back to the cigarettes. Since it's happened to them, no new products has ever been made it through, and thousands have attempted. So most likely you've seen the last of new brands in 71 days. That being said, you may see a lot come through uh, within 71 days, some of which may never see the light of day, but they're going to actually try to get through. Packing of gift packs and samplers makes... Whoever puts it together, a manufacturer. So if I was to get, we have, we're smoking Fleur de Lorraine, two Fleur de Lorraine Naturals and two Fleur de Lorraine Maduros, and put them in a pack, and this is a special pack at a special price or whatever, it would now be regulated by the FDA. We would have to put that through ref, FDA regulations to get approval from them, wow. which could take as much as two years. Yep. So you've seen the last of no more grab bags. Yeah, no more. even somebody taking a box of cigars that they have twenty five in them and making five five packs, that will be outlawed also because you'll be changing the packaging content of it. So if there's twenty five in a box, there has to be twenty five in a box. It can't be twenty. They can't change their packaging later to a different thing. As obscure and ridiculous as that is. It is what it is. So what happens if somebody wants to run a special and they want to do buy three and they get one free? That's changing the number of cigars that are purchased, not in the box. They can do that. The person will have to take the three cigars out and get the other cigar free. Now, let's say they want to get buy three Fleur de Lorraine Naturals and get a Fleur de Lorraine Maduro for free. Eh, Can't do that. It'll actually have to be the same exact cigar because you'll be sampling the free one. You can't do that. You can have the free one, but it has to be the same exact cigar. No more mixing and matching. No more mixing and matching. Dave, how will this affect the sponsor's deal and or the care package? Gone. The sponsor's deal, which they will have to buy, we would have to put that in a pack. I don't see how that's possible to do it ourselves to say this is the selection. As far as the care package, we got we got to work on a, that. It's not a package. It, uh, you're not you're not making up the things in advance. It's just this is what the deal is for four of them. There's no packaging. Right, you're buying four singles. You're buying yeah. four singles. Yeah, yeah. Right. good. I hope. And in the and, and as far as the care package, it's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah, you're you, buying the next four singles. The next FDA webinar, you have to sit in with me. You have to. Okay. You sat it. You heard it. Yeah, it was like a bad sex ed class. Oh my god, almighty. <laughs> Oh, if, if you didn't leave there l- more confused, oh, my God, it was crazy. It's tough, tough. Uh, although free samples are allowed, discount rates are allowed, uh, free samples are, are outlawed, discount rates are allowed. So you can discount on the product. How much can you discount? That's something for another <coughs> argument. Um, charging for a sampling is not considered a free sample is what they said. But it would have to be the same exact product. So buy three, get one free, and that's the way you're going to sample, I guess, is okay, but not one. You can't get one for free. Coupons are allowed if they are less than the value of the product. So um, if I gave you a $5 coupon and you bought a cigar for $5, eh, that doesn't work. Now, how much does it have to be over and above? We don't know that information yet. Anything that is a delivery system of tobacco products needs the FDA approval, as we say, such as a pipe would need approval. No new pipes 
will get FDA approval. Humidors are not a delivery system. So you don't need FDA approval for a new humidor, but you would for a new pipe. You would for any vape Well, you're not setting your cigars on fire in the humidor. That's it. Basically, vape is very screwed. Um, Liquids, delivery systems, parts, and all accessories need FDA approval. Uh, If they came out before February 15, 2007, which, coincidentally, is almost all of them. Yes. Uh, If you import anything, you are a manufacturer and need to register within 71 days from now with the FDA. Wow. If you import anything tobacco, covered tobacco related. So if you import pipes, you need to regulate. When I heard that, I was curious if that includes the brokers. Because the brokers are the ones receiving and importing the product. They're just del- they're delivering it to, like, say, my father. Right. Does the broker have to? Uh, yes, because I don't import. I go through a brokerage company that now, now needs to do it. And if they don't do it, I can't receive the product. They can't receive the product, which means I can't get, get the product. So age verification. 27 years or younger needs to be carded. So I have to guess. If somebody is 27 years or younger, so here comes a, a guy comes in. He doesn't look 27. He looks a little more than 27 to me, so I would let him go. If somebody comes in that looks, he could be 27-ish. Now, does that mean that there's going to be stings set up where they send in a 25-year-old? Yes. Who would yes. legally be able to purchase tobacco? Are they going to send in stings? This is how they said it. We will be sending an army of inspectors <laughs> Trained and ready to go on August 8th. Will they be armed? I'll be armed. <laughs> <laughs> they, can, they can be because we got one too. I mean, that's pretty aggressive uh, verbiage, Dave. Yep. We will be sending an army of inspectors trained and ready to go on August 8th. Checking must be done with a photo ID. So they must have a photo ID, and we must that's see That's driver's their- license. They can use a passport. They can use an active military ID. Those are the three... IDs. My question is, online must do the same. How mm. the hell can we do it online? And I'm able to ask questions during this webinar and type this question in. And they, by doing it, you must put your email address and your information on there to be able to send the question. So where I have an online source also, I put this in and I go, I'm a little scared to ask the question because now I'm opening myself up mm. to now they know exactly who I am. But I'm going to do it because I need to know the answer. I put the information in, and they do not answer that question. So I have no answer to what that is. Um, yes, online sales can continue, but we must card somebody 27 years or younger face-to-face with a photo ID. How the heck do you do that? I don't have that answer, but I have that question. And next week, hopefully, we get that answer but I have nothing right now. So that's the FDA update on uh, uh, what's going on right now. Uh, next week uh, will be a two-guy smoke shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and it is the No Barry Show. Yeah, what the hell are you doing? My stepdaughter-to-be comes up to me, and she goes, I want my dad to come to my high school graduation. So I look at her like, why are you telling me this? Call him and ask him. She goes, I am asking him. Ah, so now I have nice. this dumbfounded look, and she goes, in two years, you've been more of a father to me than my own dad, and I want you at the high school graduation. 
So now I'm stuck going to this high school. Oh, graduation. now you're on it to go. <laughs> no, you could have just said, I got to get my fat ass into a tiny seat at the Verizon Center. Listen to 350 kids' names read. Buy two tickets. <laughs> well, thankfully, Heidi's mom's handicapped, so we're going to be in the handicapped ah. section. So I'm hoping it seats without arms. Ah. Yeah. You could always rent a wheelchair. No. I'd rather shoot myself. I'm just saying, like, you could wheel yourself in, and then they, everyone has to get out of your way. If, I, if I ever get to the point of needing a wheelchair to walk, I'm you not have saying permission you need to need one. Me. See, you're missing the whole thing. Don't be proud on this. If you get a wheelchair, you automatically get everything that you like. Preferential treatment, better seats, plenty of room. You're all set. And you don't actually have to walk. I'll pass. Too proud. Somebody would push you. Too proud. Become handicapped. Just for one event. You almost wish you were handicapped. <laughs> I feel handicapped on this show. That's what I'm doing. I am, from now on, when I have to go to uncomfortable things, I'm renting a wheelchair, and that's it. I get everything. Why don't you save that for handicapped people that need it? It's the F of them. There's always extra space. There's plenty of space when you pull into the malls, and there's all these empty spaces for handicapped I'm not people. looking to steal anyone's handicapped spot. I'm just saying... No one's using the spot right there. Like at the movie theater, every once in a while you'll see one guy, and they have 13 spots open for the handicap spots. Find a wheelchair out of the best seat in the house. Now you saved it. I'm buying. Now I'm buying a wheelchair. Debonair. No, it's Chuck, not. It's not debonair no. at all. It's not at all. Feel. Come on, Chuck. Back that's me total, up on this. That's a total feel. <laughs> that's a total feel. But next week we've got no Barry, but we got Fabian Barate, La Galleria. La, Ga- La Galera. La Galera. You wrote La Galeria, so no congratulations on That's how reading. it's spelled. No, no it's no not. No, no it isn't? Yeah. La Galera. It means the gallery or the heart of the cigar factory. Galera. But it's Galera. So this is Indian, Indian Head Cigars, which is what Hochi Blanco bought this company that has a whole bunch of old brands. And he's going to come out with the old brands, but this guy's been in the business for so many years, and finally... After all these years, he makes lots of cigars for other people. He decided to make a brand for himself, La Galera. Galera. And, and it's gone. It's awesome cigar. It is very good. And the question is, is the Connecticut better than the Habano? And it, it, it's tough, a tough contender to for the Cigar of the Year. This thing is rocking. Boom. It came out of nowhere. You can't do a contender's pack. I can for a couple of years. No, you can't. No, as no. of August 8th, you can't. Yeah, because you're manufacturing. You're putting eight cigars, six cigars in a package. That's manufacturing of a package. August 7th, the Contenders Pack is being put together. Yeah. August 7th. i got to take a note of that. Yeah, man. Make Contenders Pack August 7th. So then that's it. There's no. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to be throwing some Hail Mary passes on a couple of those cigars. August 7th. Hoping. Well, nothing else can come out after that. That's Hoping it. That nothing else can it come right. out. Nothing else can come out. So we're going to have to. You know, usually we wait till October. Yeah, and put it and put it together. We're gonna have to put it together August seventh. Hang on, plan that night. We're staying all night. That's fine. Couldn't you say, in all seriousness, since you've been doing Cigar of the Year since 1992? Oh, call. You've been making a contenders pack since 1992. This predates the what's in it. Doesn't matter what's in it. The skew is the contenders pack. Doesn't matter what's in it. Totally matters what's in it because the blend's not allowed to change according to FDA. The blend hasn't changed. It's different every year. The blend hasn't changed in the cigars that go in the pack. This is what, you know, in, in sitting through the FDA thing. It's only $5,000. Everybody trying to figure their way around the loophole 
around what it is. And as soon as you figure the loophole, they're going to change it. Because this is the beginning of FDA regulations. This is not the FDA regulations. We're going to put out 500 packs. It doesn't matter. Rip it off like a Band-Aid. I'm doing it August 7th, and I don't have to worry about it. Okay. We'll, next year, maybe we'll try to pull that crap. But I don't think we're we just gonna be won't be talking it. about it on the radio. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> well, here it is again. <laughs> the contenders back is ready. There may be different things inside there, but there's no, the, no. We're not. We're not admitting to anything. Yeah. <clears throat> God, I don't know. How, what, like, how do you handle a guy from the FDA walks in and he starts asking questions? Do you invoke your Fifth Amendment right? At that yes. point? Yeah, yeah. Give them nothing. I give you nothing. I actually would like to see your credentials, and I'm calling the police because I want them to verify your credentials. Well, I don't think you give them a hard time either. Say, I'll be How's sit- that giving I- them a hard I'll- time? I'll be sitting down over here smoking a cigar from before 2007 and uh, let me know. That I paid for. Right. No one gave this That's to me. That's right. I paid for this. That's it. That's it for giving away cigars to employees. I'd like you to prove cigars. that you paid for it. I'm sorry. It's up to you to prove this? that I didn't. As an owner of the corporation, do I have to buy the cigar myself again? I'm going to say no. You already bought it. Yeah. The corporation bought it. You are able to make withdrawals from your own company at any time. And that withdrawal can be equipment. That withdrawal can be product. I think you are in a special situation. And can a cigar be part of an employment contract? I pay you X amount of cigars plus two cigars a day. It's not free. Oh. It's you're not free because you're earning it's, it. It's, it's, you've earned it's it. Part of the, it's part of the income. You've earned it. We can look into that, mm-hmm. which, which we have our little Stogie Points Rewards Program, mm-hmm. which we can't give free cigars away after this. Can See, I say I you've earned say, it? I would say it's deferred. Buy six, get one free. Yeah. You buy six over a certain amount but of time. It, they could buy something different. They bought this and got that, uh-huh. not the same item. And they it has were very, to be the same item. They were very clear. I can't give you four... Buy floor floor Delorean natural and get one Maduro. You can't do it. Mm. That actually have to. Everything would be turn into the cup of coffee. Buy five cups of coffee, get the six one free or something. So you'd have to look at their buying history. Yeah, and let's say they you... bought you know um, uh, yeah. ten jars of Byron, for example. Then that would warrant them to get another Byron. So it's it, whatever they would receive, right? With their points, would have to match. An existing buy. Everything would become a buy 10, get one free? Everything? Yeah. When you buy And you have an infinite amount of time to buy your 10 (laughs) until the FDA catches us and changes it. Changes it. That's why it's a, this can change at any time. Very confusing. So stupid. And I I have to alert every customer and let them know this is going to go on so they don't walk in on the and then when August you alert them say what the hell 30% of your alert has to say after August 8th okay to say surgeon general <laughs> warning even the FDA when they were answering their questions they said this is a general answer that it wasn't a factual answer it was just yeah because they guideline. know that the, the, the problem is the fine that, that I'm looking at the fines already the first fine is $10,000 I don't want to spend $10,000. It's awful. It's a terrible fine. But you know what? I will survive through that. The second fine is three months in jail. I will not survive. Is it the, can you, is it the owner? I can't do it. Can you get a uh, switch hitter for that? <laughs> yeah. Is there can an, you, because you're going to take the fall Can you nominate a DH? Well, I want to know. If Jonathan went to prison, would it be like hedonism for him once ah, again? It would be like actually. I don't know it'd what It would be a vacation. Is. It's some sort of sexual thing, I guess. I'm sure it is sexual, and I'm sure it has to do with my back door, and I'm sure I want nothing to do with it. Soap on a rope. It'll save you a lot of discomfort. 
All right, so your early thoughts on Fleur de Lorraine Natural. Got any flavor taste? We've been smoking it for a while. It tastes like um, it's going away. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, I can, a little bit cool. of shame. Every time I smoke this, it reminds me of pralines and cream. Yeah, uh, yeah. a little uh, cinnamon. The C I'm word, yes. The, the C word. I'm not getting the cream. I, I'm with you on the, the pralines. You said that before the show. I'm not getting a creamy component. A little bit of spice on the finish. Yeah, I got like mulled cider. I got cedar. I got cinnamon. Yeah. I got cedar. Yeah, I got I got mulling spices, and a little bit of that praline action. Is it praline or praline? Praline, yeah. I believe. My mom always pronounced it pralines. Yeah, so therefore we're gonna we're gonna go with that. <laughs> All right, you know what we're going to go with? We're going to go with a break. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, old brands that will be making a big comeback. What's old will be new again in the cigar world, and they're going to see this start right now. Uh, we got a list of old brands that are making their triumphant return into the cigar industry within 71 days or less. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co., or visit diamondcrown.com. You've heard us over and over again talking about the brands who advertise on the Cigar Authority show. Now here's your chance to try them all in samplers we call the Sponsors Deal. The Sponsors Deals are just that. Deals from the cigar brands that support the Cigar Authority. To see this week's Sponsors Deal, which not only run out every week, but is always limited. Just go to thecigarauthority.com and on the right-hand side, simply click the Sponsors Deal to see what this week's Sponsors Deal is. Please help the brands that help us bring you the Cigar Authority. 
Our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com will get it out for you, and you'll be getting a great deal while helping those who help us. The sponsor's deal from the Cigar Authority sounds like a win-win-win to me. Got Jason Wood from Miami Cigar and Company, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And we're back live from the La Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios today, located at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast over six years running, not since 2007. Do we have a problem here? <laughs> About cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. Some of the nonsense is the FDA turning back the clock to February 2007, nine years ago. Some of the brands that were dying back then should start showing up in the humidors any day now. We'll look at some of them as we go back into the future. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. We're smoking Fleur de Lorraine, a cigar that didn't quite make it. Two years off. It's only seven years old. Got to let it go or pay the, the, the uh, extortion, extortion fee? fee. We're going to go with extortion fee. They have a different name for it, but extortion fee. Yeah, I don't know if you pay the fee. It's just too exorbitant. But too exorbitant to, to recoup. I, you know what? It, if there was some sort of guarantee that by paying the money you'd be in, right. you could recoup it over the next 10 years and several people pay the money and then those become the brands and right. they're all set. But There's no guarantee. You pay the extortion fee and not get a refund when they turn it down. Right. So it's crazy, right? It's crazy to take that chance. too big of a gamble. We're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars mm. here. Yeah, look at all the cigarette companies that took the gamble. Nobody's won yet. Everyone lost. Wow. So, you know, you, you, you look at things like that and you say, so what's my chances? I got a good story about this. I have substantial equivalents. I know what I wanted this to taste like. I remember giving it to the blender and saying, this is what exactly I'm looking to try to accomplish to make it taste very, very similar to this. So they made it as equivalent as they could. I agreed, smoked them back to back, said, well, you got something here. But you take the chance. Am I the only one picking up on the mics all of a sudden got hot? Well, I turned up the PA. They had a hard time hearing. We have an audience, so they need to hear the show. So I turned up the PA a little bit. Tell them to stop talking, and then they'll be able to hear us. (laughs) You're so debonair. So what's old is new again. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking through, and we'll go through that in a, in a little while, of uh, the old catalogs that I found of the two guys' smoke shops from 2005, 2006, 2007, and then 2008, eh, when they show something new and you see, oh, my God, this didn't make it. But some old stuff that um, I'm, I'm reading about, that hearing that this thing is coming out, there's the brand CAO. You've heard of that old brand CAO. You're yep. seeing some new... CAO is being released, highlighted, and old stuff making its way back. Because it's an old brand that people will remember the name of it. Maybe it's going to have some legs and come back. Cusano is a brand, Cusano, that was uh, uh, Mike and Joe Cusano. Well, they, they were going they, they to revamp that. They have revamped it. But they can't. They have to go back to their old look. Right. right. So the new stuff is coming out, and old stuff is being highlighted. This is what you're going to see. You're going to see both. And if they can get away with the new look of it and say so it's substantially equivalent to that. The new one is Cusano Premium. Yep. And they have Cusano 18. Correct. So they're going to show Cusano Premium just in case the predicate say date it's, somehow. Yeah, it's the same. It's, you know, they'll say this is the same. We made it look different before you said this. And then that's 16 count boxes, but they have to have the 18 count boxes out. Okay. That's what it seems to be. It seems to be everybody doing the same thing. Don Pepin Garcia. So this is My Father's Cigars. Before it was My Father's Cigars, it was Don Pepin Garcia. Different company, 
They had both there for a while, and then the Don Papine seemed to disappear, and it became my father. That could be an issue for them. So the Don Papine Garcia old stuff is making a comeback, and there's new Don Papine How Garcia stuff. He doesn't own the full trademark on that stuff. He was a head of partner. They went through some legal battle or something, and I believe he, he got it. Oh, okay. Because he is right. that person. Some trademarks he got to keep, some trademarks he lost. Yeah. Because they, he had a partner. Right. And he, they shifted all the, the attention over to this new factory with a new name. Yeah. And the kids owned it, not the father. Right. And now uh, that, that is interesting how that's yeah. going to play out. Yep. They could get bit on that, right? Something could happen. Gran Habano. This is going to be an interesting hot brand, I think. They're, they're out there on the shelves. It's there, Gran Habano. Um, they're the ones that actually came out with some big ring-gauge cigars because virtually every big ring-gauge cigar is gone because they all got popular after 2007. There wasn't many choices out there. Gran Habano is one of those choices. So they have their old stuff out there, and they have new sizes that they don't have such a – they don't have a Corona and a Figurado and a Petit Corona – but they do now. They're bringing out those, extending the line of it. So old stuff and new stuff highlighted. All they have to do is show that they were available in limited stores. And now they're just rolling it out nationwide. If they can do that. Right. Not, to my knowledge, I don't know of it, if it existed. But if they can prove it somehow, uh, great. You know, if they can fool them, great. If, whatever they can do. Uh, H. Upman is an old name. Um, a uh, new Magnum 54 is coming out. Right. And highlighting to highlight their old stuff. So maybe the, the new Magnum 54 doesn't get popular, but it doesn't matter. They're highlighting their old stuff. You brought the name back. Right. That's what I think is going on here as I see play by play by play as it's happening. Henry Clay, they have the new stock cut. It's not going to make the cut for FDA approval, but it has highlighted their old stuff. Do you see what's happening? So here? you are. Uh, uh, the company's believing that the buyers for all these smoke shops are going to come in and say, oh, I see you have the new thing. I can't buy that because it's going to go away in two years, so load me up on the regular Henry Clay. Well, they can buy it because we got two years to get rid of it or maybe three years to get rid of it. I don't think it's at the buyer. Would you? I don't think it's the buyer that they're trying to convince this time. I think they're trying to create a brand awareness which old is new again. Right. Exactly. That's, the, that's what I think is going happening here. So I don't think they care if we buy this stuff. I don't think the cigars are prepared to be ready. They're slamming this stuff out. You don't think it's going to be really good no, and tasty. No, it can't be. Right? Can't be. There's going to be maybe 500 things that are going to come out in the next 71 days. That's a lot. That's, a, that's, a, yeah. that's an awful lot of... So I think they're so, doing... But you can't... You, if you slap your band on a bundle... So you got you got loads of cheap short filled bundles, and you yeah. say, okay, I want this Henry Clay, blah blah blah, and the description of it, it's long filled and all that stuff, and it isn't. They just slapped a band on a on a couple cigars they had kicking around with some short fill to get it out. Maybe they sell it to somebody and they buy it back from that same person. How could they? And it never really sees a consumer. They can't make the next blend different than that blend. Well, maybe they take the same cigar, cut it down, use the same exact blend, put it together, make some boxes. I don't know what they're going to do, but it seems they're all doing this. So uh, I'm looking at this as a basically a manufacturer myself because now I'm a manufacturer. Oh, good, I get, get that title. This is what other people are doing. Should I be doing the same 
well, Floyd De Lorraine ends up going away. So I take Doss Ombre and I make some sort of new Doss Ombre to give attention to Doss Ombre. I don't know. I have a new smell, by the way. Okay. The aroma of this is uh, boxed Kraft macaroni and cheese right when you put the cheese in. Just throwing it out. Of the, uh, of the aroma. The aroma of, coming off. Is your boxed, hat on too tight? Boxed mac and cheese, man. Kraft. The good oh, stuff. The good stuff. The good stuff. Yellow number five. <laughs> yeah, right. Mainline it. <laughs> yeah. You grew up a poor child, huh? Very poor. There Very you go. Hoya de Monterey. The new Hoya de Monterey, known as Hoya, not Hoya de Monterey. Hoya Giganti, Robusto, Rothschild, Toro. Uh, all coming out. Again, highlighting the other Hoya de Monterey. See, it's also like the consumer goes into the store. Said store doesn't carry the old Hoyer anymore, but they go, all right, let me try the new Hoyer. So that's on the shelf. In two years when that disappears, the customer already knows the Hoyer from being the new Hoyer. Yeah. So when the retailer buys the old Hoyer, because that's all his choices are, Correct. the customer now knows it. All right. So that there is a... That, that's a logic. That yes. I can get behind as far as logic goes. You just, you're essentially giving yourself a two-year increased footprint for brand awareness. And then when that footprint shrinks, you still have people with your cigar on yeah, their mind. come mind. in and say, you got Hoya? Yeah, right here. Hoya de Monterey. It was my Any Cuban brand. You know, I had the Any Cuban brand. For somebody to come in, that was the name of the brand, Any Cubans. And people would come in and say, do you have Any Cubans? And I would take them over to Any Cuban. they go, what the hell is this? And it said, Any Cuban. I thought it was ingenious, but you may see a comeback on Any Cuban. <laughs> Um, Christoph, they have a um, new Connecticut line of the Christoph uh, Connecticut, uh, again, highlighting the others. Now, Christoph had a Christiana, right? Yep. yep. That was their Connecticut. Not getting a lot of legs. They, Christoph is the, is the brand that gets the legs. They put it to Christoph for a while. Then when it goes away, Christiana still has the thing and say, oh, here it is as Christiana. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes it, sense. Yeah, I'm guessing. It makes sense. Because for everybody to be doing the same thing, what was the logic here? La Aurora, uh, new 1961, new 1987, new 2006. Yeah, that was the Corojo, the Cameroon, and the Connecticut. So you know this. It's always been. It's just like, hey, let's change the packaging and the band and bring a little, make it new again. There we go. Mm-hmm. So you know for a fact exactly what's happening there. Mm-hmm. La Flor Dominicana, Airbender, Volano size, uh, Highlighting the rest of the uh, Airbenders. Does Airbender make it? I'm not quite sure. I don't think sure. Airbender makes it. Oliveros, uh, the Grand Returno. Yeah, Returno. Yep. So we, when looking at that, I said, okay, they're making a new Oliveros, and they're saying it's the return of it. It's going to have to go away because you're saying you, it's the, the return, return of it. It has to go, but has it highlighted the Oliveros name? And brought that back to the 100%. Forefront. There we go. Because everybody moved away from Oliveros to Aging Room. Correct. Everybody forgot that Aging Room began as Oliveros. So there was some sort of meeting that happened that I wasn't invited to because everybody's doing the same thing. So now, now well, I'm catching this is, it. This is, as we say all the time, a very copycat industry. And one person makes a move and the rest of the lemmings go in that, that direction. Fast? That fast? Hey, you own a factory. You've got to be able to spin on a dime. Nat Sherman, the new uh, Pan American sizes, um, again highlighting the rest of the Nat Sherman. What's Perdomo doing new? Because there's a dude that zigs when everybody else zags. Right. I don't see it. 
He's not on my list. I don't know, and I talk to Nick often, and he's keeping it close, whatever he's doing. Yes, you want to do whatever he's doing, right? That's the guy that I would follow. Because he's got a um, good track record. Yeah. Padilla, 1932. New sizes. Yeah. Coming back at IPCPR. Right. <laughs> yeah. It existed before oh. 07. Yep. Uh, Paul Aranaga, former TAA brand, uh, off the market, then returning. Um, and uh, I believe a new factory. Everything's different about it. But yeah, new blend, new yeah, everything. But bringing the attention to the old. Could Camacho Liberty, does that predate 07? Camacho Liberty, yes. Yes, very much so. But and only one that, of the blends. That's a one once a year release. Well, they only sell it once a year, but we have it on the shelf right now. We, that's what made me think of it. Yeah. So the brand that was out in 06, or if they could get 07, if that was out early enough, that was the best one anyways, the barber yeah. pole. Mm. They could release that blend over and over again, and then I would have a cigar to yep. smoke all the time because I love that cigar. There we go. Uh, I think you're going to see that kind of stuff. I think you will see that becomes a line. But that becomes that. My issue with that is that they've changed the blend every single year. Well, pick the year that it doesn't. But change. can they? Because that blend hasn't seen the light of day since '07. Right, but the cigar has been continually marketed since. Yeah, that like, cigar look, is not. Like, look at Tatuaje Black. It was a regular release cigar in '06 or '07. '07. It became a uh, event only. Event, right? Then it became an event only cigar, but that's, it was continually marketed. But that's continually marketed. Same blend. Don't know. Liberty. As far as he's concerned, it is right. Okay, but yeah, no, I doubt anyone's going to be able to prove him wrong on that. Yep. But Liberty, there's you could Google press releases of the different blends that happen. That's my question. Could something like Liberty, that's the same name, but a different release every year, would that count? I think they're going to try it. Everybody's going to try it. I it's don't only, know. It's only $10,000 to make that first mistake. That was, uh, I, I, I wasn't at the Davidoff uh, Board of Advisors meeting to hear that, but I would bet it is. You're going to so, make a I note have, of that? I have something that I need to ask you off the air. Okay. <laughs> Temple Hall. Remember Temple Hall? No, that one I do not remember. You don't even remember Temple Hall? No. That was um, Macanudo's um, stepchild. Okay. Uh, it was made in Jamaica. It was Macanudo was the king of, of the Jamaican cigars, and Temple Hall was their next step down. Very nice cigar, mild, uh, as a Jamaican cigar. Um, so and, I remember and when Mac- they left Jamaica, they stopped Temple Hall. I remember the Macanudo, Jamaica. I remember well, the- it was only Macanudo. Macanudo was made in Jamaica. Right. When they moved to the Dominican, then they came out with a Macanudo, Jamaican, and it's ridiculous, but they did. Yeah. Nothing. I still have Jamaican Macanudos. I collected them. Uh, Temple Hall was very much like that, but uh, they're going to re-release Temple Hall. You're going to see that. Totally off-base, left field. Yeah. Did Royal Jamaica use Jamaican tobacco? Does it? No. Okay. It's not made in Jamaica, nor does yeah. it use Jamaican tobacco. It used nor to... is it a member of royalty. Right. <laughs> nor is... There we go. Tarano, the vault, coming back. Looking Vi- a lot like another brand. Viaje, old releases are being re-released again like Zombie. That might have been before 2007. So you're going to see a re-release of that. Zeno Platinum remakes... They're going to bring attention to these brands that they have legs to. And, and that's the whole point of this. Uh, this is what I see. Those are the information I have so far with the ones I've, I've checked on. Um, I see the same 
different people doing the same exact thing. Does that mean it's right? Not necessarily, but somebody's talking to somebody, and I'm not in on this. Doesn't mean it's wrong. No, no. Yeah, I mean, you you have to throw as many Hail Mary passes as you possibly can, you know, for the amount that it costs you to do it. 71 days. There's not a lot of time. So I got to go back in the archives, and I did over here. So I'm going back to some old two guys' uh, catalogs we put out. And here's one right here. Do you remember that at all? I remember Padron Fumas. Yeah, Padron Fumas. Is Shot that the filled. one that they send us periodically to keep the trademark alive? No, that is um, Fumas is, is um, smoke shot filled um, is what the Fuma was. But um, what is the, I can't remember what it's called. It's Cuban mark that they yeah. kept alive. Yeah, I can't. Well, I'm going to research it while you go through the catalog. How yeah. old is that catalog, Dick? This is 2005. Five, okay. So, uh, Cigar of the Year, Rocky Patel Vintage. So that's, how, that's how far this goes back. Um, Anarchy. There was a brand called Anarchy. There's one called IPO, Cuban Wheels, which I totally forgot about. I owned it. Can, I, that, can I bring it back? We still have the wheels. We still have them. Mm. Wow. Um, C10, Cusano C10. Dos Ombre, thank God that's in there. Um, Hoya de Monterey. Oh, here's one. La Belle Epone. E-P-O-Q-U-E. Epoque. You're no, French. No clue. <laughs> E-P-O-Q-U-E. Epoque. Yeah, Epoque. La Belle Epoque. La Flor Dominicana. Wow. It was the La Flor Dominicana bundle and uh great deal 20 cigars for 20 bucks but uh i don't know what that um we got um trying to look at some uh weird stuff here uh don lino africa which is still marketed okay good through catalogs all right Hmm. Remember Heavenly Flavored Cigars? Yes, what happened to that? That was owned by Swisher Sweets now. Wow. It was originally a, a lady in Pennsylvania, I think. The no, Florida. It? Florida. Yeah. Um, there was a brand from Indian Tobacco called Pow Wow. I owned it. They made that just for me. And this is way back in the day, Rocky Patel with Phil Zangi. Wow. So I contacted Phil with no response of... Uh, what, because he has that the trademark now, and you're going to see Indian motorcycles most likely become Indian tobacco again. Mm-hmm. And there's a powwow brand. I would like it if I can have it. Phil, I know you're listening while you're doing your push-ups. <laughs> and smoking a debonair. <laughs> right. Solomon. <laughs> right. Crazy. Animal. One-off. Remember one-off? Yeah. Does that come back? That's the one with the peace sign on it. Um, Perdomo's was Perdomo La Tradition. I remember that cigar. Yeah. So some people that haven't been around for a while aren't going to remember some of these things, but I promise you, you're going to see these things soon. Wow. Um, there was, you know, they so Tarano was bought by General Cigar. Turns out to be a pretty good buy right now. I think Charlie Tarano's kicking himself for not holding out a little longer. Yeah. Mm. Turns no, you got to sell while the iron's hot, man. Padilla. Padilla had a hybrid. They had the 1932. They had a um, maybe a fifth and something. The streets, remember that? Yeah, uh, and they were all made by Pepin, I think, back then. Yes, 
So does he have to go back to, the, to Pepin? I don't think so. I don't think you have to go back to the factory you did because then you'd be at the mercy of the factory. They could say, we're not making your cigar and you're out of business. That wouldn't be right. But this whole thing isn't right, so it doesn't make sense. Um, my God. Here's the Seabrook store that we're in right now. It wasn't and even I, open yet. It wasn't open. It was an artist rendition of the building oh. itself. I would say nailed it. Nailed it. Um, yeah, some crazy stuff. Lots of Camacho. So Camacho had the selection. It had the uh, Criollo. It had the Corojo. Um, it didn't have American barrel-aged. No, it did not. And it didn't have Ecuador. No, it did not. So there's Does a company like Davidoff. Diploma with the old slide top box. That uh, has the money push something like that through. Was that diploma the one with the screws that held the box in place? No, it had a little thing. You had to dig the cigar out of the very top of it. Um, Trilogy, remember Trilogy, the triangle cigar, Alec Bradley? Yep. That was, so Alec Bradley, that's where he started in the premium, and he was in flavors and stuff, and then starts in with the Trilogy. It doesn't leave a lot for him. Yep, but but the um, Trilogy still exists as a catalog brand. Oh, it does? Yep. Triangle? Not a triangle. It's oh, really? Now. Does that called, matter? It's called Trilogy. Does that matter? Can you make the box press, is that a different thing than the round? If they're the same size. I don't know. We know that it changes the flavor slightly, but does that do anything from the FDA? I don't know. His Oliva, they had O. Not Oliva, but O. That's o the bowl. one with the cloth, cloth band. And a toilet bowl box. Correct. It looked like a toilet seat. It did. What? Yeah. Yep. It opened up. Just, it was the same shape. Yeah. And instead of the hole in the toilet seat, that's where the cigars so flat were Flat on the back. Yep. Just like a toilet seat would be flat in the back and lifted up. Look like a toilet seat. Yep. Bad three, idea. Three boxes of cigars. Does that guy still this, work for the company? Because yeah. I want to fire him right now. Three boxes of cigars took a footprint of 12 boxes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of old stuff here from me. Guantanamo Bay. Uh, a lot of old stuff I, I had. I've been around a while. And do we bring this black tie, gold star? Do we bring this stuff back? This is the blind taste test. 2006. Cool. So we did the blind taste test. We can never do that again, right? We'll make it well, off the back. Well, you can show you did it before 2007. Does that matter? I don't know. I don't know. This is but you're taking the band off, so and that means you're changing the packaging, so then you can't. San Jose. This is Perdomo. San Jose. So you're going to see this stuff, I promise you. Perdomo ESV. I remember that. Yeah. You're gonna, that was my favorite Perdomo. It is going to be. Here's the Robania. A.R. Robania. Did it have anything to do with Alejandro? It mentions them in here. What happened to a lot of these brands, Dave? Did they just... They failed and, um, or they turned into something else is, is going to be the game plan. They, they, uh, they cha- like, Guantanamo Bay turns into uh, 2283. Because Guantanamo Bay is not selling good. It's uh, the packaging, the look of it, whatever. It turns into 2283. The look changes, and it's the same thing. There's the argument for substantial equivalence. So it was marketed different, therefore it's the same name. Would you like me to take it back to Guantanamo Bay? Or because it never stopped selling, we still continue to make that cigar. We just called it something different. Does it now change um, what it is? And that is a very expensive, we have to prove to them 
that it, does, that it is the I same. I would say that since we live in the United States, you don't have to prove it to them because Boy, yeah. you're, you're not guilty, guilty of anything. Right. Boy, are you wrong. They have to prove <laughs> to you. <laughs> Boy, are you wrong Innocent on that. Innocent until proven guilty. Yes, that sounds good on the, on the movies. But uh, <laughs> this is real life, and uh, that's not the way it's going to go from what I understand. From what I understand, that is not the way it's going to go. I would like it to, and that's going to be the argument. But then again, isn't every cigarette the same? No. Do you ever smoke cigarettes? I've taken a puff on a cigarette yeah. before. I hated it. Yeah. But I will say Camel is significantly different than the others. But if you took a Marlboro Silver and a Parliament... I can't tell the difference. Well, and that's another thing we were talking earlier that uh, we can't use mild, light, and uh, mild, medium. Medium. You can't use any descriptive thing as far as the strength goes. Um, So Marlboro Marlboro Light, you know, we're not cigarette smokers, but we're saying Marlboro Light still exists, doesn't it? No, it does not. It's called Marlboro Gold. So these wording, and there's already a lawsuit out there from Philip Morris, yeah, which we'll Altria. Get to Cigar News. Okay, we'll get to that in Cigar News. That They filed a lawsuit on behalf of the cigar industry, and we'll get to that in Cigar yeah, News. On, on behalf of them. Correct, correct. But it's you know the, what? It, if they do it, it, it now forms something that helps everybody, whether they like it or not. And what I think they're doing is saying to the FDA, listen, we, we help push this through. You're not messing with our number one skew over here. That one stays. But Marlboro Light didn't, and, and that was maybe not number one. It was probably number two cigarette in the world, and, and Philip Morris couldn't make it go away. I think you got a problem. So black and mild becomes black if it doesn't become black and mild. Well, black and white. Yeah, unless there's somebody that has that. What's another word for mild without saying mild? Suave. Soft light, <laughs> you can't use. Can't say light. Can't. What's another word? I don't know. Could you say light as in sunlight? They can always rename it to dark and lovely. Dark and lovely. Girl from Incabanima? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. She was dark and lovely. So dark and lovely is the Fleur de Lorraine Maduro, which we'll get to in the next hour. Right now we're smoking. Can you say natural? Can you say natural? <laughs> yeah, because it's not a description of the strength, flavor, or... Yeah, you'll be able to say Maduro, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah it's a description of the leaf. This is the natural, this is the Maduro. Mm-hmm. It's like saying Criollo. The natural isn't known as the natural. It's just known as Fleur de Lorraine, and then there's Fleur de Lorraine Maduro. In case you can't say natural anyway, it doesn't mm-hmm. say natural. But natural is a descriptive term we use to say it's not the Maduro. We also describe cigars as mild, medium, or full. We say mild, and we can you still do it? I can you, you say still it. do it? You can say it. Can, you just can't write it. Can Barry write it? I'm very curious to see on blogs. I'm willing to experiment with him spending time in jail. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> I mean, because we'll see if we can do the show next week because, without him. Because they Freedom do, of the press. They do say that websites... Um, all this stuff they say. Websites that, that are selling the product. Cigar Authority doesn't sell anything. True. We barely produce content. <laughs> really? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but we haven't been around since 2007. I'll be curious if every review has to have a disclaimer that this, if you are pregnant, this might not be good for you. Rotating every 30 days. 
Does that mean every 30 days I have to change every single review? You have to change the rotating thing. I believe you do. But I think you got two years to do it. I have to figure this all out. Right. We're all going to have to figure this all out. So we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're not going to come back and have it figured out. But we will light up the Maduro version of Fleur de Lorraine. It's 71 days and counting till Cigar Apocalypse. And until then, you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And I know at this point you have more questions than you have answers. But if you happen to be smoking your Fleur de Lorraine regular, natural, <laughs> not Maduro, not always mild. remember, keep the lid end. Out of your mouth. I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. No, no, love. It's called Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal is that it's all about cigars and none of the nonsense that you see in other magazines. It has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. You're going to be impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, great editorials, and it's strictly for the cigar enthusiast. Or, get this, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this, a cigar that makes this moment classic. The Avo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete AVO line at avo.com. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers, Aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? In 2013, Boutique Blend Cigars released Aging Room Quattro, which was the number one cigar in the USA that year, according to Cigar Aficionado. Now, Raphael Nodel, the man behind the Aging Room Small Batches, has released... La Boheme. La Boheme is a line that unites Raphael's three most important passions in life. Music, Cuba, and cigars. But perhaps the most unique part of creating La Boheme is the way in which Raphael blended this masterpiece. As a Cuban immigrant who came to the USA in a little boat when he was only 15 years old, Raphael had many memories of his native Cuba, 
but none as strong as the aroma of the Cuban cigars his grandfather used to smoke every day in that little park next to his house. Raphael blended countless combinations of different tobaccos and had other people smoke them. He would sit back and savor the aromas until one particular blend finally matched his memories. The same aroma of those Cuban cigars his grandfather smoked. La Boheme, a Dominican cigar with a Cuban soul. This the crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta. Is the Cigar Authority. Where are your badges? The Authority. We ain't got no badges. On everything cigar. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. With your host. Ho, ho, slow down there, speed racer. David Garofalo. Put that coffee down. Coffee's the closes only. Mr. Jonathan. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Barry Stump. That guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> and Chuck. Morrison. I went to magic camp. I'm an accomplished ventriloquist. Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. <gasps> it's time to light them up. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. It's time. I would rather you just said thank you. For the Cigar Authority. Yeah! And we are back with our number two, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. Today it's a two-guy smoke shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. We're at the coast. And we're remembering old cigar brands that will be making a comeback, but some cigars are going to uh, just disappear. We'll never see them again. What should you buy, save or smoke? Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, or podbean.com where you can set it and forget it. And Floyd de Lorraine, the natural version of this fantastic cigar. Floyd de Lorraine. I, I, will, I will miss it if this goes away. And this is something that I will... Save some boxes for myself. Unfortunately, I can't save them for future sales. Right. I can't hoard them and, and then you, sell them later. And you can't give one to a friend if he visits you at work. But mm. if he comes at my house... Hang on a second. If a friend of yours comes and visits you at work, I believe you can give it to him as a private citizen. Give it to your friend. How would I get it? I would have to buy it. Not if you had him. That you saved. So 10 years from now, in my, in my office comes to visit you in your office, your friend, yes. you could give him a cigar. That's considered contraband. What? It's considered contraband. Yes, It's the, not contraband. It's an illegal product in a tobacco it's, establishment. It's not FDA. It's, it's not, not illegal. I don't think I can have it in the building. For a person to own it. There's nothing in the law that says I don't think I can a, have it in the building. I have a tobacco license and I have poison because this would be poison now and the other one wouldn't be. It came out. A day before, but this one would be. Then your whole humidor has to go. Yeah, old stuff. There's no more. There's no more um, a cigar store collecting cigars. Also, if if some cigar stores you go to has a vintage room where they have vintage cigars, I think it's illegal to sell those vintage cigars. Well, if they were on before 2007 and they have FDA approval, does it? They won't have FDA approval if they're really old, though. If it was a brand, brand that someone that didn't come, bring it back. Yeah, that didn't make the comeback, I think. And now certain general warnings will have to be put on them at that point. But you as a private citizen 
can you sell? There's absolutely no. You cannot sell. You cannot sell tobacco products. This is what was interesting on the on the webinar. Somebody had asked about licensing from the FDA, and, and they said that you do not need a FDA license to sell cigars. That's up to states and municipalities, like you need a tobacco license. But if you privately sell cigars to another person, you are now a retailer in the eyes of the FDA. So all the guys, from what I took out of yes. it, on cigar cartels selling cigars now classify as a retailer. And they would be subject to FDA. Well, even worse than that is they don't have a tobacco license, and they're breaking the law on many, many in their ways. state, right? On yes. a federal level, they're, they're not, not, and they're but not on paying their... S chip, they're not paying their state right. taxes. They're not. Well, the S chip is paid on the end of the cigars coming into the country by the manufacturer. Yep, but they're not paying their taxes. Sales the tax, state, tobacco right. taxes. So on a local level, they're violating the law, but on the federal level. In the eyes of the FDA, they're not, but they are a retailer. So let me tell you, these jails are going to get filled up, filled up if they're talking jail time. Um, it's crazy. And, and what we don't need is more regulations and fill the jails with People r- get caught stuff. all the time selling illegal cigarettes. So What happens? Jail. Really? It, that, that's not a, that's not a uh, you get a fine on your first offense selling cigarettes out of your trunk. Yeah. Big, big trouble. Hey, that's what Henry Hill got pinched for. Big trouble. There you go. Yeah, he got nailed on the cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, that's it. They got Al Capone for tax evasion, and that's what it comes mm-hmm. down to. Killed a whole bunch of people. Nothing. Didn't pay his taxes. Nailed. Yeah, nailed it. Okay, I'm going to put this cigar down. I hate to do it. I love this cigar. Look how well it burns. Oh, it's, it's a beautiful. very, very nice cigar. What a shame if it ends up going away. I like it, <coughs> and I don't want it to go away. But I'm not willing to pay three hundred thousand dollars per size or whatever ridiculous amount of money they're going to come up with. Um, to keep it on, so I'm going to tell you, see you later. This, see the you Maduro later. version of this cigar is one of my top ten favorite cigars. And I'm not a big Maduro guy, but I like this in Maduro myself. This is a cigar I can smoke every day, all day. And today's second, second cigar is the Maduro version of our first cigar. Uh, it's available in four sizes. It features a USA Connecticut broadleaf wrapper over Dominican binder and fill from Honduras and Nicaragua. It's available in four sizes, and it ranges in price from $5.99 to $7.99. And the sizes are interesting because you didn't go over Busto Toro. It's Quattro, Cinque, Six, and Sept. Which is French for four, five, six, seven. There you go. There we go. So um, let's give it a cut and light and see what it's all about. It's time to cut Asagar, the official cutting. You what? took my cutter. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we have the same cutter. They look exact. Mine's brown. Yours is black. Really? Let me look at that. Mine's that brown is... and, and matte finish. And it is, is matte finish, but it's black. It's brown. I'm telling you it's brown. It's what it says on the box. <laughs> is that brown? It looks black, but it might need to be detailed. It might just be dirty. No, it's not dirty. I don't lick my cigar and then cut it. I just... Is that brown? It's brown. It's wow. what it says on the packaging. So I'm not only losing my eyes, I'm losing my color. Yeah. Well, men are, men are considered colorblind when it comes to shades. There we go. It's time to cut our cigar, the official cutting, except not you, because you're not really a man. Well, I'm a little feminine. The We're official cutting that. is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, in excellence. excellence. John, Johnny didn't cut, cut his cut when he did that because he doesn't know he's supposed to do it or he doesn't own a cutter. The what? When you use the bathroom, which bathroom do you use? 
Which one do you identify with? Yes. I use the employee bathroom. <coughs> you identify You're as an employee? Mall. Do you I'm use the, the men's woman or the women's room? See, when it comes to using bathrooms, I think that let's say you're a cross-dresser and you're dressed as a woman. <coughs> Just go into the women's room, use the bathroom, and get out and don't <laughs> tell anybody. Standing outside the bathroom saying, hi, everyone, I have a penis. I'm going yeah. into the ladies' room. That's where the problem right. is. Don't yeah. tell. So you got to do the – what was the military used to be? Don't tell. Don't ask, don't tell. Oh, yeah. Just I know it doesn't matter what gender you really are. Whatever you're dressed as, use that bathroom and shut up. How about people that dress like Pat? On the um, SNL, SNL, yeah, Pat. You can't tell if it's a I man you or a woman. Pat Palladino. No. Like, <laughs> he's, he's listening right now. No, You're going to get no. a text message. Pat from Saturday Night Live. Was his last name McGroin? <laughs> Did Pat have a last name? I don't know. I think I it was McGroin. No, I think Jonathan's just wishing somebody with Pat McGroin. <laughs> Pat McGroin. Pat McGroin. McGroin. I, I don't get it. I saw on Facebook that, that uh, unisex bathrooms. It's probably better that you don't. Okay. <laughs> well, well, when Dave went to Miami for, for the Davidoff launch of, uh, of the Brazilian cigar, yeah. uh, what the hell is the name of it? Escurio. Escurio. Yeah. They had the. Formerly uh, known as. Go ahead. They, they yeah. had the uh, gender neutral bathroom where the, the silhouette was half man, half woman. Yes. So and I saw on Facebook that they have actually been around these bathrooms for decades being the portable. That was the art festival, oh my God. It was crazy. I took my mother. We both had to go to the bathroom. She went in, and I walked in and walked out. And then the, the guy, um, the cleanup guy, whatever he is, he custodian, right in. Come, comes over to me, and he goes, I couldn't do it either. Because <laughs> <laughs> I came out with a look on my face like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, that would be awkward. You're there at the urinal. You're doing your thing, and this gorgeous woman walks in, but then she stands right next to you, and it's not really a woman. Yeah, right? That would be a little awkward. Yeah. And then the lady sits in there and says, why is my back wet? Because she's sitting <laughs> in the urinal. <laughs> uh, we're now the bathroom authority. Right. You going right. to taste this at all? We're going to, yeah. Barry isn't because he already has begun. I love this cigar so much. I just this can't is wait to light it. Barbecue. Yes. Oh, no, it's better than barbecue. Hang Mesquite. On. Mm, Mesquite barbecue. This is a sweet red wine. Was this barrel-aged in any way? Not that I know of. We're going to have to find all this information out to fill Sweet out the forms. Sweet red like wine. Do I have to fill all this out, or can it just a factory that knows what this is? Because sounds. I think it would like have to be the factory. factory. All right, so we're going light to light our cigar with the Vertigo slider. It's three jets. It's a flip-out bullet punch. It features the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. What I like about this cigar, about it. what I like about this lighter is the inflow jets yes. are fairly large and they're on both sides, so it's suitable for a lefty or a righty because at some point one part of your hand is going to cover the, the intake and you're you're going to get combustion on this thing they thought every of everything. single time. They thought of everything. It's a great lighter. Twenty nine ninety nine. Looks like a hundred bucks all day long. It's twenty nine dollars. The Vertigo, Vertigo slider, and it is not FDA regulated and it doesn't have to be. And, and, and if it was, it would be compliant anyways. It's yep. a great lighter. There we go. So, uh, yep, nice taste. Uh, Mr. Jonathan, you got a couple of mailbags before I'm going to get to uh, the buy, save, or sell. What do you do with the, right. with the cigars? following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. I am <coughs> writing to see if it would be possible to make an identifier on the brands you carry that do not meet the date requirements for the FDA. This would make it easier for consumers to identify what may or may not be leaving the marketplace 
and buy surplus of those items if they would choose to. Mm. I enjoy the show. Signed, Carl. And then Jason... Jesus, oh, oh, sorry, that was me. And then Jason writes from the Contact Us page, Guys, loving the show as always. An exceptional way to end my work week. With the ridiculous FDA regulations looming, I'd like to start stocking up on the cream of the crop cigars that are post-2007 before they go away. Would you be able to compile a list or do a listener-submitted list of the top post-2007 cigars? Thanks again. Now, to both of these, I'm going to say we are going to cover some of the gems that we think are important. But there's no way of knowing yet, it's too early to tell, what companies are going to try to push what brands forward. So you just don't, you don't know. We won't know for probably a year what brands have, have applied and all that. Well, they have 71 days to apply. Will we know who applies? Is that I think they're going to keep it a secret until it's go time and they have to dump product. You'll be able to tell because all of a sudden the price on certain no, products will drop. No, but I mean, does FDA... The, whatever goes through to FDA that get, gets applied, does that become open product for people to see? Some I of this, don't know if it's public or not. Some yeah. of this stuff, it, it, right. I believe, is going to be kept proprietary. For example, uh, the blend information. If somebody says, I'm not disclosing my blend to the public, I don't believe that the FDA is going to put that blend information out because it is if proprietary. They, if they're there for the health of the consumer and you can't have peanuts in your food and they have to say that there's peanuts in there. Marlboro is the number one consumer of licorice in the world. Nowhere can you find out that Marlboro cigarettes has licorice in it. Everybody suspects that it's a licorice-based cigarette. They're also number two, I believe, in the world for uh, cocoa powder. Number two to Hershey's. You don't see a list of ingredients on the FDA's websites for Marlboro cigarettes, do you? You're always saying, look at the but cigarette they know industry. It, but they know They it. know it. Uh, they being the FDA? Yeah, right. so I thought this also because as a retailer, do I want to, and I talked to some other retailers too, we want to buy things that have legs and um, that is no longer going to be available. And let's take Liga Pavada, for instance, a uh, very popular cigar, and it does not meet the FDA grandfathered-in date. Therefore, Liga Pavada is going to go away unless they're going to pay their ridiculous extortion fee or whatever, which they may because it's owned now by Swisher. Bless you. Liga was 09, right? Was 09, I think yeah. so. So, um, you know, Perlman's, bless you. There was a company called Perlman's Cigar Cyclopedia. Yes, I if you remember that. that. Yep. And he was in business in those years. Um, so that Stopped in uh, 2011, I believe. Okay, so... He would put this encyclopedia of cigar brands on there. Now, I want to tell you, I've never been publishing in Perlman's encyclopedia. I knew Ron um, and never gave him my information because these were small brands of my own. And I just never passed the information on for any reason. Uh, and brands are not going to exist in there that did exist, and I have my own proof because I printed my own catalogs and stuff in those days, and my information, I hope, is covered um, through my own publications, but lots of brands that are, are on there, and you can look through and see uh, that information. Uh, actually, that publication was purchased by Jeff Borshowitz from Corona, owns Pro Encyclopedia, 
um, their website and everything. He purchased okay. all that. Um, does he have all that intellectual property to be able to put that information out, or is that just one click away to say, here you go? Yeah. And the encyclopedia never listed the year that the product came out. No, but it was – you can look at 2007. as the encyclopedia uh, right. came out, and here it is. Right. It's already in print. Is it in print enough to say it was marketed? I, I would believe yeah. so. Yeah. You I would could be, argue that that's yeah. marketing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that information is out there. But my question is, what should we as the store owner or what should the consumer listening to this, and I know store owners are listening to it, manufacturers are listening, is there something we should stockpile? When I say stockpile, we're talking about two to three years maximum is what we could stockpile. But you as the consumer, you can buy it and you can have it forever and ever. And imagine 10 years from now coming out and saying, hey, look what I got, a box of Fluid de Lorraine. What should you do? And I, I'm believing on you that it's too soon to, to say that. Right. Uh, but in 71 days, it may be too late. That if the, if if we well, say no more Floyd de Lorraine, we're not going to go forward at all with it. And I don't know that to be true, but let's say we do. Then in the next 71 days, you should be buying this. And I also think that from a realistic standpoint, let's take Garofalo. As an example, it doesn't make it. Yeah. Let's say you decide you're going to try to prove substantial equivalency. I'm going to try. Okay, so you may not have enough to be able to push through all the sizes if you had to make a financial decision. Uh, you know what? I'm going to push the Toro because it's the number one selling size. The other three sizes go away because they they don't they all add up to the same as the Toro, right? So the Bellicoso goes away, the Churchill goes away, the Robusto goes away, and Garofalo exists as a Toro-only cigar. Our company is going to be streamlining their products. Yes, absolutely. So you may no never sign. see, after three years from now, you may never see another torpedo. You may ever. never see another 6x60. Six I'll tell you that. Wow. If you're a big into 6x60s, big ring gauge cigars, they didn't exist really before that. You have to stockpile that size of that brand because, let's say Davidoff has a 6x60. Six they're going to let that go. Right. I would imagine. They have lots of sizes, lots of brands. They let that size go. Now, you, you take an Asylum, for instance, that's a uh, big ring gauge only brand that doesn't make the date. They may pay their way through because their whole brand is gone. And they, make, and they make millions and millions of cigars. And th- but they're definitely, they, they have a Bellicoso in there somewhere, so they're definitely not going to push through every size. There's no way. It's, you're going to pay the added expense for a, a size that just barely makes it. I think we've seen the end of shaped cigars, period. Nobody's putting out a Lancero. You're Nobody. Into, you're into Lanceros. I promise you no one's going to put that through and pay. Unless it existed already. Yeah. Like the Tatuahi Black had a petite Lancero in its original He release. would be foolish to let that go if he can, for free, get it, go, get it to go through. That would be a foolish mistake, letting that go. You don't let go anything. Right. Keep your footprint. But anything that's out after 07, my father, Connecticut, uh, the C2K, Florida Las Antillas, they may opt to get some sizes in, but any of the odd shapes, that's those are collector's items. Now, Firecracker is grandfathered in. It's a size. It's changed manufacturers over time. But, but does it exist? And the packaging hasn't changed. Right. Does it exist? 
because of it. There's so many questions of what it is. So, Barry, you're the closest to a consumer we have here. Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you stockpiling? LaFleur Dominicana Lenox. I'm stockpiling that. I'm cheating on, on his list here. Okay. Get your own list. Because <laughs> off the top of my head, I'm the guy that comes in and goes, what's new? I'm not the guy that comes in and smokes what's old. Um, some of my father's stuff, the Le Bijou, is something that I would stockpile. Um, I enjoy that cigar. Miami Cigar, who I used to work for, um, I enjoy the Añoranzas a lot. That's something that I would consider. If you look at even Miami Cigar's Facebook page, they've been taking pictures of the Nesta Miranda Special Selection. Look at you hiding your because, list over because here. Because I don't want them looking. <laughs> that existed. It became Nesta Miranda Collection, but they're starting to advertise the Special Selection again because it was pre-07. Yeah. Do you do the Padron 80s? No, I was never a fan of the Padron oh, Really? Oh, I love it. And I think the 64 Principe Natural, which is my favorite Padron, came out before 07. How about Padron Toro? The TAA Toro. Well, yeah, I've got those. Every, every TAA. The Family Reserves I stockpile. Toro, Bellicoso, the number 48, if you can still get them. The Hermoso, the number four, and I think even the 7,000. Doesn't matter. Wow. Yeah. So those you'd have to stockpile. Avo Synchro is something that I, I would stockpile. Perdomo Craft Series, small batch, yeah. and their 20th goes away. Everything from Skip Martin. Unless he pushes Everything, through. Yeah. The Champagne State, is that? Is that Champagne, that? I believe, Champagne. makes it. It's been around it a long time, it, yeah. right? It's been around a long time. Um, LaFleur, Dominicana TAA, number 48, both natural and Maduro. Not enough for any them to Avo, stockpile. Any Avo limited edition, ex- uh, unless... You can make the argument that his birthday cigar is a brand that's been out since before 07, but then it has to stay the same from 07 on. Yeah, it's only released right. on his birthday. And you take the 07 blend, and that's, that's the one. I happen to find, I just found, which I may be grabbing myself, in our Salem store, we have a single box left of the 85th. It, was, it had fallen behind. And I grabbed it and made a mental note. It's it's out on display right now, but I made a mental note. I maybe nobody buys that. it today. You grab it. Yeah. Uh, so. Azan Burgundy gone, right? Yeah, you gotta you gotta get that. Any what, of the cute- wasn't an old brand Azan. Was- yeah, nineteen twenty eight, but it hasn't been continuously marketed since. Well, hang since. on a second. If it was a brand, then who's to say that nobody has that? Because. The company went out of business. It was only resurrected getting back in tobacco by Roberto Duran. What if it sat on some retailer's shelf for yeah. sale all this time and nobody bought it? It hasn't actively been marketed. Though. That's marketed. That's it's marketed. for sale. There's no advertising of it. Who There's said no you got to advertise? The that. brand is on every single one of these boxes is an advertisement, which is why the FDA has that ridiculous two-facing on the, You would have label. to show proof uh, that it was on the, on the, on the, see, on the I, thing. I think that's You can't yes. just say, hey, I've had this the in stock FDA, since 1928. That won't fly. The FDA should have to prove that it isn't. That's not the way it's going to work. Yep. But this is, that is the lawsuit. That's the Constitution. The FDA cannot say to you, you are guilty before you're proven innocent. They have to prove you're guilty. Right now, there is not one single brand approved by FDA, and that includes 2007. Correct. Nothing is approved. So now everybody has to go and show Proof. that this existed before a certain date to get the approval. Carpenter's pencil goes away. Yeah. Even though it's the same exact blend as... United Cigar Box Press? Bye-bye. Yep. How about Classic? Classic Cigar. Classic, classic is, is good. Enough. That makes it... Mm-hmm. 
any limited edition. Now, this is the guy asking about what gems. Any limited edition that's come out by Zeno or Davidoff, scoop that up because Davidoff There'll never be another limited edition. Period. There never will be. They make all these There's awesome the answer. little... Every limited edition of yep. every single brand yeah. will never exist ever again. That's the buy. There you go. Yeah, smoke a Any s- store you go in, you see a limited smoke release. Smoke a single if you like it by the box because you'll never get it, it again. Put it on any your- limited edition of any kind. One shot, one kill, gone. It was literally one anything, shot. Anything killed. that Crown Heads <laughs> has come out with, gone. It lived. Lived the life. Perla Del Mar, bye bye. Now, that was an old brand. It was an old brand, and it was you know on what? Dis- and it was on display. In on their- display in their factory, that Always. might make it. Yeah, that might make it. It it's never any one of their brands in their museum could uh, come they, back. Right, they have a because museum. they've never yeah. stopped They're- marketing. That's correct. They have people there for a tour, and they holy them a- crap told them a story. I was the only worried. guys with a museum. I was worried. Which turns into gold, Jerry. I was worried about <laughs> the Newmans, and I'm I'm much less worried now. I'm texting Bobby after the show just to let him know in case he didn't think of it. Uh, Spirit of Art. I think they're five steps ahead of us. Sober Mesa, Tortuga, Via Havana. Byron. Byron. Byron and Atabay. Byron's three centuries old. So if, well, you could argue that because he's a historian and he wrote that book on cigars, that Byron being in that book, that's marketing. When was the book written? He's got one of ninety nine. Yeah, one of his books is is 19, old. Nineteen ninety nine, <clears throat> and it's on the bottom of every Cuban ashtray. Byron, yep. there you go. He's that got brand that. is marketed. Mm-hmm. Actually, Byron's okay. I'm still buying another if, box if, of Disquinditos, if, but if, just because I love it. If your story has any velocity, you're taking what you're saying as the gospel truth of the way it's going to work. I take everything that I say as the gospel truth, <laughs> yeah. and you should too. And I should, and I want to. If, if, if will the FDA hold that true? I don't know. That's the lawsuit right there, man. Yeah. Their, their job you know is to You know how many prove- lawsuits there are? And you know what? And none of them win. Did any lawsuit win? You, you mentioned something. With cigarettes, Some of- there's yet to be a brand that has been approved since the cigarette ban when the FDA. Right. No new. No, no, there's no. been filings for substantial equivalency. There's been filing for new brands. Every single one has not gotten a ruling back. And that's Hasn't the go-to failed. thought. That's the go-to thought here. <laughs> Because whatever's happening in cigarettes is, is where we lie. So go to that as a referral always, and then gives you the answer. Barry, what's up in the cigar world? It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. Well, despite all of this, there was a filing for a new trademark this week as J.C. Newman Cigar Company has filed for House Handmaids. In industry news... That's an old brand of theirs, though, right? Yes. Yeah, so now they're trademarking it. Covering their butt, I yep. guess. Does that matter? It shouldn't, but okay. Um, in industry news, we mentioned earlier one of the upcoming regulations by the FDA that has struck a nerve of consumers is that no more free samples will be allowed. However, this week in the webinar, a cigar why a cigar can't be handed for free, three plus one promotions are acceptable, 
And what equals, about two plus one? Two plus one, four plus one, ten one plus, plus one. one. Equals two. <laughs> Just checking. I will say this. You're going to see a lot of cigar blogs disappear. Um, Altria Group, um, who owns Black and Mild, has sued federal health regulators over a portion. Why do you say that? Because they can't get free cigars? Yeah. Really? I think there's a lot of bloggers that are in there for free stuff. Wow. So, okay. I know when I worked at Miami Cigar, the request for free cigars was almost a full-time job. <coughs> wow. One from Sperry Stein. <coughs> <laughs> so Altria Group, who owns Black and Mild, has sued federal health regulators over a portion of the looming FDA regulations that prohibits the use of the word mild for cigars. According to the civil complaint, Altria says the rule violated the First Amendment that protects trademarks and brand names, as well as the Fifth Amendment that prohibits taking private property for public use without compensation. Dion Giolito, president of Illusioni Cigars this week, said they will submit an application to the FDA for substantial equivalence, and they are 100% committed to the brand. I found this interesting because to date, FDA has yet to approve a single cigar, and there's nothing to compare it to for substantial equivalence. Drew Estate announced this week that Willie Herrera has blended a cigar containing tobacco grown by Jeff Borshowitz, making it the first time that Florida-grown tobacco will be used in a cigar, and probably the last in time. the last, I would say. My Father's Cigars this week announced the new Garcia E. Garcia cigar, We'll begin shipping to retailers, and it's expected to retail at $35 a stick. I thought Davidoff bought all that tobacco. Evidently not. No? All right. And uh, we'll end this on a little bit of good news. Uh, In West Virginia this week, a proposal to raise uh, tobacco taxes on cigarettes and cigars was defeated in the 11th hour. However, until a budget is passed, it could return between now and July 1st. And that's what's up in the cigar world. What's Up in the Cigar World was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade-A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is What's Up! Next week, Fabian, Director of Sales of Indian Head Cigar Sales, is going to join us with their new brand, La Galeria. La Galera. La Galera. Galera. La Galera. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. That's my cinnamon. La That's your C word? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll have him on uh, the following week. Uh, we have Roy Kirby from Perdomo Cigars joining us, celebrating Chuck Morrison's birthday. Yeah, the big 4-0. Wow, big one. You old bastard. And we're going yeah. gonna to smoke two Perdomo 20th, because 20 and 20 equals 40. Bam! Here we go. <laughs> the Jeez, fo- that was low. That was a good one, Dave. Here we go. <laughs> the following week is the day before Father's Day. Up with us is going to be from Recluse, J.R. Dominguez, and his father, Jose Dominguez, who produces, owns a factory in the Dominican Republic and produces 30 million cigars. He should know what the hell is going on, what his direction is, what his moves. Also, Scott Weeks and his, lebr- his legendary father, Nick Weeks, who has been a, um, um, a, rep. a, broker, a broker for cigars for 50 years. Wow, what impressive. is his take on it? It's going to be very interesting with them. Uh, following week uh, is June 25th. Mike Herklotz from Nat Sherman is going to join us. Um, so we're going to get all the hook from, from from these people as it's going on as we get closer and closer to D-Day. Nick Perdomo is going to call in on uh, 
July 2nd, and we're going to go as this is going on and get more information and, and give you up to date. I hate to turn this always into FDA, but as I told you, coming to this in the past couple of years, how important this was, it happened, and now it is Yeah, we've got to see how it plays out. It is time, and it, I promise you it will affect you, the consumer. It's, it's all about, listen, I'm going to smoke cigars no matter what or anything. No, it's going to affect you. For the brand you smoke, and it's going to affect you financially. Because what we didn't bring to this table today is user fees. You are a user, and you will pay to smoke cigars. Even if your brand has been, quote, unquote, grandfathered in. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You still have to pay a user fee, and that user fee is going to have to be passed Passed on the price. That's right. And it's going to trickle all the way down to you, the consumer. How much is that going to be? We're going to gather that information and share that with you as time goes on. So that's a look in our calendar. Right now, let's take a look and a peek into the asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right, that's Asylum. Who knows how many flavors Baskin-Robbins has? 31. 31 is correct. You didn't know that, Barry? Of course I knew that. Okay. 31 is correct, and if you ever forget how many flavors Baskin-Robbins has, it's the same number of genders recognized by the city of New York's mayor, Bill de Blasio. De Blasio. Huh? De Blasio? De Blasio. De Blasio? Yeah. Whatever. Soon to be indicted eventually. Perfect. In April (laughs) 2002... City human rights laws were amended, defining gender to include actual or perceived sex, as well as a person's gender identity, self-image, appearance, behavior, or expression, regardless of what the sex was assigned to that person at birth. Oh, two so, is Giuliani. Third sex, non-op, two-spirit, gender bender, man, woman, just to name a few, individuals living in New York City can choose from a minimum of 31 different gender identities many of which allow them to fluctuate between some version or combination of male or female identities. Businesses that do not respect and accommodate an individual's chosen gender identity risk being fined as much as six figures. That's $150,000 to $200,000 if you call someone the wrong thing. This person's a non-op and you say she? $150,000 world's coming to an end. So if it looks like a man, if it talks like a woman, but pees standing up in the ladies' room, never mind. That's insane. That's asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, should we ever take this show on the road and we go to New York, what should we address you as? Mr. Jonathan. Mr. We'll do just fine. And when you guys fail to call me Mr. Jonathan, I'm just going to... You do correct. I'm going to ring the bell and you're going to owe me. Owe you? Nice. Early thoughts on Fleur de Lorraine Maduro. When you take... Um, it's not dentine. It's Trident. Trident cinnamon gum. Lick you the take, paper. You take the gum out of the wrapper 
and chew on the paper. This is the flavor. This is a funny cigar that there's only one other brand that I'm like this with, and that's Padron. Sometimes I want the natural. Sometimes I want the Maduro. And this is another one of those brands. Sometimes I like the natural better than the Maduro. Sometimes the Maduro better. Why choose? Buy them both. And you're going to have to buy them both. Yeah, dark chocolate. And have you ever had lint chocolate, 72% cacao? I don't know. So it, tastes like sure. a, it tastes like a high percentage cacao. I think you might have to wipe after cocoa. saying that. Yeah. Cacao? Cocoa? Yeah, but it's, it's C-A-C-O-A on the candy. Remember with C-A-O, when that makes its comeback, again, they're going to say cow. People <laughs> say, you got any cows? Well, no one thinks that you're going to say every letter. C-A-O, they right. used to. Yeah. Some people say A-V-O, Avo. Yeah. Yeah. You have A-V-O's? It's crazy. Some people ask for macadoodles. Macadoodles. Okay, when we come back, gentlemen, Chuck Morrison will get debonair. We're going to dig into the mailbag. And if we got time, we're going to squeeze in a classic three-way. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, on this wonderful Memorial Day weekend. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donut. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848... In honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. 
Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple-fermented, five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. This is Eric Hansen from Hammer and Sickle Cigars, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back live in the La Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios this week at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, with gentleman Chuck Morrison. He's going to get debonair as we count down to the cigar apocalypse. Uh, as that continues, welcome everybody to the It's not going to catch on if you keep saying it wrong. I know. It's cigar apocalypse. Cigar apocalypse. It's going to let it roll off the tongue. It doesn't roll. I like the way you liberties, fin- cigar apocalypse. I like the way you phonetically spell it on the show notes. Yes. <laughs> that's how I write everything because I can't spell. I think it's P-O-C-O-L-I-P-S. Is okay. how you have it spelled there? Apocalypse. Yep. Not like the right lolly- way, but it's lollipops. the way you have it. Yep. And you're the, you're the official spell checker for uh, the you, show, I the, bet. Yeah, no, that would be Ed. There we go. While you're enjoying Life's Lost Fools, it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair and gentleman-like is Gentleman Chuck Morrison. You need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies. Fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen... The Gentleman's Guide to Pizza Etiquette. Wow. We, pizza, got, we got this, Barry. Pizza is the lunch <laughs> equivalent to Manya from heaven. Who doesn't love a slice or two of piping hot pie with a cold beverage to wash it down? Although pizza is awesome, its presence has been known to cause people to lose their debonair minds. So here, guys, are a couple of things to consider. First up, pizza that is delivered fresh. 
is most often intended for sharing. If you're ordering it, it's always a good idea to order more than you think you'll need and always do the right thing by offering it to those within an earshot. The rule is half a pie per person, even though most people are going to do two and a half slices. Yeah. Half a pie per person, and then you have extra. Okay. All right. Extending on that, if someone else ordered it and your lunch is lame, asking if there's extra is more than okay. But assuming that it is and taking one without asking, not debonair at all. Not at all. Not at all. Guilty of that this week. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Pizza brought in from the night before has zero expectation of sharing. Cold pizza is just for the guy who brought it in unless he offers it, which he won't. Did Old Fart Freddy put you up to this? Period. (laughs) He had pizza the night before and intentionally left himself the exact amount of slices to sustain his workplace existence the next day. He then left himself a note that there was leftover pie in the fridge so he wouldn't forget. By lunchtime, your friend or coworker has an emotional attachment with this pizza, and he's only going to resent you <laughs> for asking. This is a true story. <laughs> Freddie definitely put you up to this. Yeah. <laughs> that is the gentleman's way, guys. The question every single time we ask this every week on the Cigar Authority: Are you debonair enough? Yeah. So there's so there's two, two th- things. There are two <laughs> things that Freddie looks forward to during the day. He smokes one Padron every day. Yeah. And his lunch. And I've seen him lay out five or six different things. He goes into his fridge, gets his bag, lays out five different things, a little smorgasbord, puts a little bit of everything on his cracker, eats the cracker, thoroughly enjoys it, packs it all up, puts it back in the fridge, and then 20 minutes later comes back and does it again. Freddie came in with five slices of pizza. Cold or hot? Cold. cold. So Tuesday morning I walk in, I open up the refrigerator, and in the refrigerator is a box of pizza. With a woman's name on it. So I'm like, all right, a customer ordered this over the weekend, and it's left over. It's like pizza for breakfast. Awesome. (laughs) Take a slice. A few minutes later, Freddie comes back. Did somebody have my pizza? Actually, he said, and I quote, who the F (laughs) stole my effing pizza? Wow, old fat friend. Yeah. I'm like, it had his day didn't do that. I'm like, it had a woman's name on it. I figured it was fair game. That's my stepdaughter's name. Oops. But, Freddie, it was so good, and I know you're listening. It was awesome. <laughs> you, have, you have no idea how much you messed up. Did you reheat? Someday, someday your life is going to be on, a, on the line, and you're going to need Freddie to reach down and, and pull you up somehow, and he's just going to start flicking your fingers. Yeah. What do you, what do you guys do with cold pizza? Do you reheat cold pizza no. or do you keep it cold? Keep it cold. Toast it. No. I throw it in the oven. Yeah, you, you toast it up. Because then the crust gets real crunchy. I've heard of this leftover pizza story. I've actually (laughs) never lived through it. Leftover. (laughs) There's extra. I've heard of it. To me, it is just a dream come true that there would actually be extra. You've never had reheated pizza, huh? <laughs> he doesn't know what I've it had is. frozen pizza that I've reheated. Because you heat it up because that's how you cook it. But you bought it frozen to begin with. But to actually order pizza and then say, "I'm gonna, sa- I want pizza right now," but I'm gonna save this for another time. You once you've eaten your allotted four slices, I'm gonna. Which, you- by the way, Chuck, one thing you left out on the debonair thing is the rule of thumb is half a pie per person. 
Yeah. You as a consumer of pizza cannot eat a fifth slice mm. until everybody's tapped out. Correct. And then you can you go, go in for the fifth one if you can handle that's five. True. Oh. So that that's the other rule is it half is. a pie it's a, per it's person. It's unwritten, but it should be common knowledge. I like knowledge. that. Yep, that's good. Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you a little pizza story. So I order a pizza yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Friday, yes, it was. So there's not, I've, I've been in the office nonstop because it's conference calls and yep. it's all this FDA craziness that's happening. So somebody walks over to me and days and I circle, get me a pizza, and I'm, I'm going nonstop. The pizza is delivered, brought to my office, and I'm listening to the conference call eating the pizza. So there's a couple of slices left in the pizza, and Dwayne walks into my office while I'm speaking, and it, it's a video conference, and points at the pizza, and I just turn to look. He closes the box, and he puts the pizza away in the refrigerator. I was certainly not done because there was some left. <laughs> and I could not stop. This is a true story of what's going on. He actually took it away the, from the me. The other fat guy in the room is laughing. He thinks this is hilarious. So I'm waiting for the conference call. I can't get off the call. It's there. It's speaking to me. I want to say, excuse me for a second. You're, you're having convulsions. Yeah. And, and, and you're so, not hungry at this point. You are not hungry. I want the rest you of it. You want the rest. Hey, this is not a fat guy thing. That's universal. You don't take someone's pie. What the? And then he leaves for the weekend. <laughs> Goodbye. He's gone. That's it. So you can't and I'm even, saying, what an... You can't even slap him around for it because you're not going to see him till Tuesday. So finally get off the call. I jump up, and another co-worker is in the little kitchen area or something. I get in. I open the, the, the refrigerator. The pizza's cold now. I put the oven on. I put the pizza in there. What's going on? I say, mm, epilative Dwayne, Dwayne. Uh, did this to the thing. She laughs out loud of what's going on, and I'm like, imagine taking the pizza off. Because she's a, she's a fat guy in a skinny girl's body. Yeah. So, she gets uh, it. It really happened, so <laughs> terrible. I want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Todd from ZT Cigars in Oklahoma. I talked to him yesterday. Uh, he's launching a whole bunch of new cigar brands, and he said, I wonder if you could mention this. I said, sure. Uh, all on Saturday, June 8th. He's having a 500-people event at the Citron Concert Hall in Oklahoma, and it's smoke Oklahoma, smoke Oklahoma. smoke smoke Oklahoma. And he's, he's introducing, because they're looking to get these brands out on the market, he's introducing all these brands at the, at the event. Camacho Power Band, Cruz Crux, yeah. Guild, hmm. Fratello Blanco Boxer in number four, Maurice Cruz, Civil Disobedience. Maurice uh, Wet, Moya Ruiz. Ruiz. H. Upman Ingot. Ingot, yep. Ingot. La Polina Red, Black Bellicoso, Crown Heads, La Calaveras 2016, Tatawahe Black 2016, and Nat Sherman's uh, Pan American, the new sizes. So if you're anywhere in the area on June 18th in Oklahoma, smoke Oklahoma, all that all at once, go to OKCSmoke.com, 500-person event. It's awesome. That's pretty cool. It's awesome. So uh, you're going to see lots of th- these people got to get these things out. So he was he was good enough to get nine different companies uh, together and, and be able to launch this. Jose Alfedra was the answer we were looking for before. Jose Pedra, yes. Pedra. Yes. Uh, you may 
we get it every year anyway, but you may see more of that coming out. We probably should. So what do we got for time here? We got a few minutes. Yeah, Let's do it. Let's go to this classic day in classic history brought to you by a brand that will stick around, Classic Cigars. You've heard of Epic Rap Battles. But now it's time for the Epic Battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In Classic History. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All Classic Cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Barry, you still the champion? I believe so. Okay. It was a three-way tie last week. Okay. Jep Robinson. Jep. J-A-P. J-E-P. Robinson. Reality star, youngest son of Phil Robinson, star of the hit A&E series Duck Dynasty. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. He became known on the show for filming and editing the family's hunting expositions. 11.8 million people turned into the show's season premiere, fourth premiere uh, groundbreaking uh, new pop uh, for the record. Breaking, Spit it out, Junior. Yes, most popular reality television series of all time. Duck Dynasty. Imagine that. Crazy. 1990. 1990 says Chuck. Wow, I'm way, I'm gonna be way low. I think 1969. 69. I'm gonna split the difference and say 1978. For two points, 1978. <laughs> Mr. J. He and I have the same birthday. Year. Year. Okay, this goes to Chuck. I'm ready. Marco Rubio, politician, sure, sure. known for the crown prince of the Tea Party movement, took office as the United States Senator in 2011. Um, little Marco no smoothly gave Republican response to Barack Obama's 2013 State of the Union address, Drinking Water. Little Marco, born today. What year? Put me down for 1969. 1690, says Mr. J. 1968. 68. Barry Stein. 72. 72 is one over. 69 will take it. All right. 69, Chuck Morrison on the board. On the board. Two to go. And this goes to Mr. Jonathan. Damn Skippy. Rob Ford, politician, loud and colorful, 64th mayor of Toronto, Ontario, who gained national attention in 2013 for his drug use and excessive language. Uh, In 2014, despite admitting he was using crack cocaine, he refused to resign. Through many material powers, he was removed from the Toronto office, he died on March 22nd this year. Born today, that though. That is, uh, what year? 1949. 49. Barry Stein. 1957. 57. Chuck Morrison. Do they have term limits in Canada? I don't know. All right. 1940, Dave. 1940. 57 will take it, Mr. Jonathan. No, that would be me. That's Barry. Oh, Barry, you're on the board. Barry's on the board at 57. It was 69. 1969. Okay, game over. I win. Nope. We have... Two for Mr. Jonathan, one for Chuck, one to Barry. Either he's get one point for the tie, two for a win, and it is to who? Mr. Jonathan? Me. Barrett. Gladys Knight. Soul singer, known as the Empress of Soul. Knight gained fame with Gladys Knight and the Pips, who released the hit 
I heard it through the grapevine and what I sing along with, the Midnight, Midnight Train, Train of Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> Gladys Knight born today, what year? Leaving. 1942. 1942, he says, 42. 1940. 1940. 29. 29. Nobody's over, but 42 will take the point. 42, first one was Barry Stein. Yes. 42 gets the point. We have a two-way tie. Still Mr. Jonathan, you're still champion. He is still the champion in this classic day in classic history. But you said you had five questions. No, that was it. Brought to you oh, by because classic Barry, Because it's tied, that's it. That's it. It's four questions. I you said, said two to five. Go. Two to go. I never said five. You, you said listen. two to go last time. Nope. You can listen to the rewind of that. Brought to you by <laughs> Classic Cigars. Available at so twoguyscigars.com. Twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate with a classic cigar. And a quick reminder, come to any Two Guys Smoke Shop before August 8th on your birthday and get a free happy birthday cigar for you because it has to go away. Wow. I can't give you the free cigar and happy birthday cigars go away because they don't make the date either. Mm-hmm. How do you like that? I don't like that. I don't like it very much. Your birthday has to be before August 8th. Can we do something for people that's birthdays after August 8th, come in on August 8th and get a happy birthday cigar? I would, I would not push it and do August 7th. Come in on August 7th before, on or before August 7th. Your birthday has to be after August 7th to come on August oh, I 7th. Oh, yeah. Because your birthday is August 12th. What do you do? Your birthday is December 30th. What do you do? Get a fake ID. But I can't give it to you after that. So that's that. There's so many little things that every day that I think of these little things and say, wow, we can't do that anymore. We can't do this anymore. We can't do it anymore. Can't do it anymore. Floyd D. Lorraine Maduro. Awesome. Chocolate. Can't do it anymore. Cocoa. Awesome. A little cinnamon. So this is one of your favorite Maduros, Barry. One of my top ten cigars, period. So do you buy a box and put it aside? 100%. Yeah? Two boxes. Yeah. My God. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be. It is ugly. Next week, no Barry. But Fabian Barate from Indian Head Cigar Seals will join us. They have some old brands and one new one. We'll light up the new one, and I will have. I will always point to Mr. Jonathan to say the brand. La Galera. La Galera is on the deck and ready for next week. And we'll see uh, what their plans are to do along with. Uh, it's a great cigar. It is a contender for the Cigar of the Year. No doubt about it. Um, if you haven't tried it yet, we're talking price and value and great it's cigar. Awesome. My God, what a damn shame for a cigar like that but uh, tune in any week way next week and light up you've been listening to the cigar authority on the united cigar radio network and if uh, you've learned nothing else in the last two hours and you're smoking your floor de lorraine maduro that you lit with your vertigo slider always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. 
Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie. 